Blog Talk Radio.
Well, I hope everybody had a, um, well, I hope everybody is having a good Saturday. Um, this is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, please give us a call. Uh, if you can't make it to a phone or for whatever reason, um, you can email your prayer request to prayerinternational at gmail.com. And I'll try to get to your um, prayer request during the show. You can always visit our website, which is prayerinternational.org. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, we reach out, Father, asking for the salvation of the nations, Lord. Your word declares, ask me, and I'll give you the nations as an inheritance. Jesus, all this belongs to you. It's for your glory, for your namesake, Lord. Your word declares that you're not willing that anyone should perish, but that all should come to eternal life. Father, from one continent to another, Lord, every island, every person, Father, Lord, we stand in the gap on behalf of the nations, Lord, asking that your spirit would go out, that your word would ring forth, Father. Lord, raise up harvesters, raise up men and women, raise up children to go into the harvest fields of this earth, Father, declaring the name of Jesus Christ. You know, I have a map on my wall. It sits right in front of my desk and above my computer where I can just glint out during the broadcast and see all the nations of the earth. And it's, um, I can't look at it and not be completely perplexed and astounded at the vastness of the earth. And how many tiny islands there are, how many cities, how many, forget about the, even the countries and the um, continents, I mean, just the tiny little cities that are included, how many millions and millions and millions of people there are across this great earth. And yet the Bible says that he has numbered the hairs on our head. It says that he's intimately acquainted with every one of us. Father, touch these people, Lord, tonight. Lord, we don't know what they need. We don't know what their situations are, whether they live in a place where there's peace or where there's a, pe a place where there's war. But we do know that your word declares that you're faithful to your word. So, Father, let your will be done tonight. Let your will be done in their lives, Father, in the lives of all of our listeners. Holy Spirit, 
I yield this broadcast to you for the next two hours. We yield this entire platform, this entire show, Father, to your hand, Lord, that your will would be done in it, that you would glorify the name of Jesus Christ. Father, give the listeners tonight revelation, Father, into your word, into your heart, Father. Give them revelation into your desires for their lives. Let every word that is spoken, Holy Spirit, take those words, transform them, anoint them, and let them impact and change people's lives tonight. God, increase their faith. Increase their faith. Increase their obedience. Increase their yearning and their desire for you. Give them a burning heart. God, that seeks after you. That will not relent. That will not rest. Unless it is dwelling with you. Intimately acquainted with you as you are with us. As Paul wrote, that we may lay hold of that for which you have already laid hold on of, on of us. Not that we have already attained or by any means are already perfect. Father, but we press on. Lord, tonight we choose to press on and to press into your presence. You said to draw near to you, and you would draw near to us. Father, visit us tonight with signs and wonders. Not for the sake of the signs and wonders, Lord, but because there may be people out there tonight, Lord, who are in desperate need of a touch from you. God, and we know that you do not disappoint ever. And we know that you're faithful. So once again, our calling number tonight, 619-638-8458. We're going to go to a few minutes of worship, and we will be right back. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
To Prayer International Radio, our call in number 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, give us a call. Holy Spirit. To say that we don't know much about you would be an understatement tonight. The Bible tells us that the disciples considered you as much of a part of their lives, of the ministry, of the work they were doing, than anything. We know the Bible declares that Jesus himself said that it was to our advantage that he go away so that he could send you. You who are just as much a part of the Godhead, with just as much glory, with just as much power. You who searches the deep things of God. Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to us. And I don't mean necessarily with fire, and but reveal yourself to us. Let us understand 
who you really are. Let us understand what it means to be filled. Let us understand what it means to have you dwell in us. Let us understand what it means to have you among us. Father, change the way we do this whole thing, this whole church thing, this whole Christian thing. It seems far too often we seek our own counsel and we seek our own opinions, choosing ourselves to be wise. But yet you have the counsel of the Most High. So we ask that you would start speaking to our hearts. Start opening up our spiritual eyes. Change the way we hear things, Lord. Holy Spirit, change our very hearts inside of us. The Bible says that we are living epistles written not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh. And you are etching and writing into our lives, into our hearts. You are shaping and transforming us. The word declares that we behold, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. And we are being transformed into that same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, give us new revelation tonight. Speak to us in the secret place, behind the veil that was torn away and now only consists of Jesus Christ. The Word declares that we have open access to the throne of the Father. We have open access into the presence of the Most High God. But we need your guidance. We need your direction. The Bible declares that we don't even know how to pray as we should. But you pray through us. Spiritually, quickening us. Letting us see the spiritual realm. Letting us see the things that we can't normally see. Jesus said when he was here, he said that the true worshipers, he said the time is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. He said that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. It says in Romans, to walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Reveal to us. Give us revelation, Lord, into what it means to walk with you, to be one with you, to hear the voice of the Father. Holy Spirit, we know that you speak to every single one of us and that there's no difference from the youngest to the oldest. Joel said in in the last days, 
the Father said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, that your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams. Young men will see visions. I think I got that right. So we stand as living vessels, living pots, for you to pour the water in that you can turn around and take it out to the guest. We offer our lives to you. We offer everything we have to you to fulfill the work of Jesus. Just as he said, the Father has been working and I am working. We desire to enter in into that work And at the same time, we desire to enter into your rest, knowing that we have been perfected and declared to be perfect in the sight of the Most High. We've been declared to be righteous by the blood of Jesus and that alone. And as the word declares, there is no other name given among men by which we must be saved except the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, reveal to us the power of that name. Reveal to us the power of that blood. Come and touch every hungry heart tonight. Come and touch every person who's thirsty. Fill them, Lord, overflowing with your presence. Your word declares taste and see that you are good. Your word declares to be still and know that you are God. Father, we give you, Lord, all the honor and praise already belongs to you. We can't exalt you any higher than you've already been exalted. We sing songs like we exalt you, but your name has already been exalted, Jesus. Speak to us tonight, Father. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. And I will never be the same. And I will never be the same. 
close to, a little over a year, a couple of months now, and it's it's been a massive transformation. Um, seeing what the Lord does, I'm personally still completely shocked uh, that people listen to us two hours a night, um, which I know is only because of the Holy Spirit. It's only because of God. Because there's nothing special about me and there's nothing special about Chris. And, you know, each one of us have a um, nothing after doing to leave Paul out. So, you know, each one of us have these, these lives that have been built. And we always hope on good foundation as the word declares. Um, you know, it's interesting to say it like that. Having lives that have been built. And there could actually be an entire message. You know, if you look back as a small, because you never build a house, and it's not like The Sims or some video game where the house is just built all at once. Um, a life, a, a person's ministry, and I don't mean ministry in the sense of the kind that we normally think of, but I think that each one of us is a ministry unto ourselves knowing that, and you know, if you think about it, I can't tell you how many times I went to the gas station today, how many times I went to the store today, how many people I saw, how many people I came in contact with, even the people who rang me out at the um, store, the same guy I see at the gas station every day, the people I see passing in the cars. And thinking about how many opportunities that we have to demonstrate in some form or fashion what we know of the Lord. The Bible says, freely you have received, freely give. It's one of the reasons that me and Chris decided early on um, when we started doing um, Prayer International that we never wanted to sell anything because um, we don't want to be salesmen. And, you know, um, since it's just me talking tonight, I hope I don't offend anybody. And if I do, um, I apologize. So I'm just going to speak from my heart a little bit. Um, and hopefully um, that's okay with some of you out there. You know, um, I've been a Christian. I don't, I don't. Sometimes, you know, I don't even like using that word because it seems like that word has been so perverted by the church that it's lost its real meaning about what it means to be a Christian. Um, they say it's supposed to be being Christ-like, but if you walk around this world, you don't always see a lot of people who are Christ-like. You see, I mean, they're they're out there, and you see people who actually live the ministry of Jesus. And I don't mean just signs and wonders, but the compassion of Jesus. They, you can tell they've been in the presence of the Lord. They're always seeking His face, always looking for His guidance, and they consider Him part of their lives. And then you see a lot of people out there who don't do that, who, for one reason or the other, maybe it's just too much of their flesh or whatever reason, um, they don't demonstrate that. They don't demonstrate the heart of God. And, you know, when me and Chris started, I was 
we we agreed that we didn't want to sell anything because we figured if the word of God it needs to go out, which it does, and if there's people out there, you know, I'm in the middle of um, the United States and Texas, yet as we do these broadcasts, we have people as far as Singapore and Hong Kong and Australia and India and the Netherlands and listening to us. And Chris is in a different place and Paul is somewhere else. But, you know, at any one point in one of these shows, any night, there could be someone who just happens to listen that the Holy Spirit draws in and they hear something regardless of what it is because the Holy Spirit can take any words and touch their hearts and it could be that moment on any one of these nights that someone decides to trust him for the first time and to give their lives to the Lord and we know that that's the whole ball game right there. That's what it's all about. It's all about that one person who doesn't know the Lord. And I don't necessarily think of it like some people do. I don't think of it as that, okay, we wow, we just saved someone from eternity in hell. But I think of it as we just helped someone meet him meet Jesus for the first time. Someone who, for whatever reason, may have heard the name of Jesus, um, may have been in church, but they never really knew him. Because you can know about people without actually knowing them. Um, I've studied history a lot, and I've heard of Abraham Lincoln, and I've heard of George Washington, and I've heard of Napoleon, and I've heard of Genghis Khan, and I've heard of all these people in history, but I, and you know, I've learned a lot about their lives. But I never knew them. I never conversed with them. I never got to really talk to them and find out what's in their heart, to find out what their desires are or were. You know, there's even people today, um, like the president of the United States, Barack Obama, or Vladimir Putin, Putin from Russia. Um, Never met either one of them. I know a whole lot about them. Um, and, you know, looking at people's lives, there's a lot you can always be impressed with or not impressed with. And But I don't know either one of them. I know about them. But I haven't, it hasn't ever, I haven't had the opportunity to sit down and really just talk to them. But yet with Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, we have the opportunity to actually sit down and talk with God himself. To literally converse with the Most High. You know, when David said in the Old Testament, he said, one thing I have desired, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He wasn't necessarily talking about a physical place. He was talking about a spiritual place to walk with him. The Bible said Enoch was not 
because God took him. Because he walked with God. And all through the Bible we find men and women who have walked with the Lord and found favor with him. We see the disciples who conversed with Jesus and their lives were changed so spectacularly. One day they're out catching fish and the next thing you know they're seeing souls completely transformed. They're seeing the blind eyes open and the dead raised. They're hearing the oracles of God. They're hearing Jesus proclaim the heart of the Father. And we too have the same opportunity every day of our lives to converse with him and to grow in a relationship with the Lord, to be intimate with him. How many people will we come across in our lives that we can actually really be intimate with that and even more so someone who knows everything about us and regardless of what we've done, we have ever done, really doesn't care because of the love that they have for us. But yet, that's the God that we serve. A God who, before we were ever born, before we were conceived in our mother's wombs, far before six months passed or nine months passed and we took our first breath, he looked upon us just like he looked on the earth when the in Genesis where it says the earth was out for, without form and darkness was upon the face of the earth. And he said, let there be light. And he knew the earth and everything that would be in it. And in the same way, when we and each one of us were without form, he said, let there be light. And not only that, but he declared a purpose. It says he has inscribed our names on the palm of his hand. And so this Jesus, who the Bible says for all of eternity, the angels in a multitude of the host of heaven, the entire throne room of God, and every creature will cry, holy, 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 is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And we get to converse with him. We get to have a relationship, an actual relationship with him. The Bible says he wouldn't leave us as orphans. And so he sent the Holy Spirit. The Hebrew, I think, is the Ruach HaKodesh, the Comforter, the Healer. And we can have a relationship with him who will tell us everything about the Lord and reveal the heart of God to us, to declare to us the mysteries of God, his plans, his purposes. And you know, one person who can enter into that relationship with the Most High, and then everything else is worth it. It's not about making money. Even though people have to have money to live, and I always thought it's 
horrible thing. I mean, I work full time and Chris works as much as possible. Um, I'm not really sure what Paul does because um, Paul's in Kansas um, and I haven't got to talk to him that much recently as far as really talk to him. But um, I know his wife, I know his wife Olivia works. I think Paul just sits around praying all day and I'm sort of envious of him at times. I know Chris, um, Chris does contract work whenever he can get it. His wife works full time and, um, but Tracy just got hurt, um, recently and so she can't work and so Chris is him and his wife are completely trusting the Lord for everything um, and I think Chris and Tracy are two of the most amazing people of character I've ever met in my life Chris is one of those people who is just the epitome of the Christian walk um, the good things and the imperfections um, Someone who trusts the Lord regardless of anything else. Someone who's actually lived life. Who's been on both sides of the equation. He's been without God and he's been with God. And he's seen God be faithful. He's seen God do amazing things. And, you know, me and my wife are the same way. And, you know, it makes it all worth it that someone else can know this Jesus that we know. You know, the ministry, I don't even want to like really like using that word, because um, it gets, I think everybody can claim they have a ministry, and a lot of people run around claiming they do have one. Um, and I don't really like using that word, because when you claim you have a ministry, it sort of points the finger at you, that you've done something even though or that you're doing something when in reality all you're doing is being obedient to the Lord with what he told you to do and in so that respect everybody has a ministry but you know as far as relationships go my wife's relationship with the Lord is completely different than mine because she's never been there with me and the, and the Lord and the things that I've gone through in life. Um, the nights of interceding, his, his seeking his face, the times of prayer and breakthrough. There's a lot of things she's never experienced with me because she wasn't there. And so she can never understand the relationship I have with the Lord. Because I've witnessed firsthand with my eyes how awesome he really is. At the same time, I can never imagine how amazing that he's been in her life and how many times he spoke to her and revealed things to her and given her visions and dreams and put her in specific places at specific times so she could reach out and touch someone's life. And for all of you who are listening, you're no different. I mean, you all have this private relationship with the Lord that no one else could ever understand because no one else has walked and no one else has experienced it. We read about the children of Israel and 
we see how many times God performed miracles in their life, how many times the Lord rebuked them for disbelief, which he's been having to rebuke us for disbelief ever since. And what you think sooner or later we would just come to the point after knowing the scripture, knowing how many times that he's proven himself to be faithful, how many times in our lives he's proven to be faithful, you would think at some point it would come to a point where we would just like stop stop with the doubt and stop with the fear and just start trusting him with everything. And by his grace, sooner or later we'll get there. But nobody nobody can understand what it was really like to stand there and see the pillar of fire and the pillar of smoke to lead them during the night and during the day. No one could really understand what it was like to stand in the midst of the Red Sea when it parted and to walk through on dry ground or to see the enemies, the armies of the Pharaoh consumed by those same waters afterwards. No one could probably nowadays tell you what it was like to see the manna fall from heaven. Or what it was like for Enoch when the Bible said that God took him. And in the same way in our own lives, we have these moments where God does the what normally would be impossible. But the scripture says that things that are impossible with man are possible with God. And we see how he has done amazing things. I mean, beyond comprehension, beyond words. Um, even in our hearts, being able to look back when we didn't know him to now when we do know him. To actually hear him speak into our hearts and to give us direction or to give us guidance or just to tell us and remind us that he's there and that he's never going to leave and remind us that he's always going to be faithful to the words that he's spoken over us to remind us that though we're not perfect yet he's already declared us to be righteous that regardless of how we may feel on any particular day and Regardless of whether we see ourselves as always being clean or righteous, his word declares we are through the blood of the cross, through the grace, and through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so he's constantly having to remind us that we are accepted in his sight, that we are his children, that we have blessings far beyond what we know of, what we can comprehend, what we could possibly ever understand. You know, Jesus was talking to Nicodemus in the book of John, and Jesus was telling him about being born again, and Nicodemus said, well, can a man enter into his mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus said, that which is flesh is flesh, and that which is spirit is his spirit. And he said, if I tell you earthly things and you don't believe, how can I tell you heavenly things? And yet God wants to tell us heavenly things. He wants to reveal to us the content of eternity, if that's a good way to put it. To 
revealed to us his very heart for the nations. You see, ministry isn't about you. It's not about me. It's not about Chris or Paul. It's only about him. It's about Jesus. And, you know, far too often we we like to think that we're great and we like to think that we're something, but we're really not. We're just obedient. And obedience should never be a cause for praise because the only person we should care about pleasing is him that we can be found worthy, that we can be found in him. Like the scripture says, not having our own righteousness, which is from the law, but the righteousness which comes through faith in Jesus. And I think once you get to the point, and hopefully sooner or later I'll be there, Hope, and so sooner or later you get to this point where your life is completely dead as far as it's no longer about you. You don't have this identity that's I can do this or I can do this or I'm going to go do this or I'm going to do this. But just like when you're married, you realize that you've just become one with him and that everything you do, every step you take, every move is with him because he said he's never going to leave you nor forsake you. And it's constantly you and the Holy Spirit. You're going to go to the store. You're going to go, go to work. You're going to go to church. You're going to go to the streets. You're going to go to the soup kitchens. You're going to go to the homeless. And it's not just you going out to do all this because you feel like doing it and because you think you'll get whatever out of it, but it's because you're both going to go out there together to declare the mystery that the Scripture said had been hidden from ages and reveal to us in the last time the mystery of the love of God through Jesus Christ, that which, that is, which the, uh, the prophets had spoken of since the beginning. And we get to go with him and do these same works that Jesus did. We get to experience firsthand the Holy Spirit moving. I know when I'm in church sometimes or wherever I'm at and I see people getting prayed for for healing or whatever, I, I just try to I just wish I could see it when he when the Holy Spirit touches them. Because I know it's not about whose hands are being laid on whoever. I know it's not about the words that are spoken when you pray for someone, it's about his power. It's his his authority. It's and, and you know we have this authority, and the Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels, and we don't even realize it. We haven't come close to realizing it. You know, Peter would just walk around the streets of Jerusalem, and people would get healed because of his shadow. And we have to call like month-long prayer fa prayer meetings and fasts and everything so we can work up enough faith to believe in something that has already been written in the scripture. 
when Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And so we have to get ourselves ready for that and pumped up enough that we have the courage to go and do it and then the courage to believe that he's actually going to follow through. Because somehow we still consider that somehow we believe that he must be lying or that there must be some exception to his word and that there's something he left out. What he just said, go do it, and then I'll do it. And it should be so simple to live this life as a Christian, to live this life being a child of the living God. When the Bible says all the authority in heaven and earth has been given to us to go out and change the earth, I heard a preacher talking about the kingdom of heaven, and he said it means that the authority of the realm of God's domain and God's dominion comes to the earth, and that there's an impact. And regardless of what is happening on the earth or what what the laws are of the earth or the scientific terminology for anything, including someone who has cancer, when the dominion of God comes and hits and touches, it wins. When there's a financial obstacle and we stand upon the word of God, believing his word, that he's Jehovah Jireh, the, our, the Lord God, our provider. We seek the face of the Father, we intercede and we pray. And we cause his dominion to enter into that circumstance. And then it doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. All that matters is what he sees and what he thinks. Someone told me once, and I loved it, that it doesn't matter what you think about the blood of Jesus. You can trust it. Which we do. You may not know all the details of what he really had to go through to enter into the form of a human. You may not know all the details or be able to understand what it meant for him to, to offer his own blood at the throne of the Most High in Heaven. But you don't need to. You may not understand or know the details of what it took for the Holy Spirit to enter into that tomb and to raise him from the dead, but you don't need to. You may not understand when he was on the cross the details of why the earthquake came and the veil of the temple was torn in two declaring that we had access to God. But you don't need to. It doesn't really matter what you think or understand about the blood. It doesn't matter how you see the blood. All that matters is what he thinks about it and what he knows about it. 
And sometimes you just got to trust him. Sometimes when you don't understand the situation you're facing and you don't understand the obstacle and you don't understand why God's doing something or why he's lead, led you into something or what the end result is going to be, it doesn't matter. You don't need to. You may not understand how he's going to get you through something. All that matters is that he does. The Bible says he exalted his word above his own name. He said in Isaiah, the words that go forth from my mouth will not return to me void, but they will accomplish that for which I sent them. When he said that the work that he started in you, he will complete until the day of Christ, it doesn't matter if you understand. The height and the expanse of your understanding is in the Word of God and in your relationship with Jesus and your fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And everything else, we trust to Him. I don't know scientifically and physically what happens when we lay our hands on people and they get healed or when someone calls into the radio show and they need healing for something and we pray for them and God heals them. I don't know what actually happens. I don't know if every molecule and atom in their body has to change. But I don't need to because he does. And that's all that matters is that he does. I don't know how many people from however many different countries are listening tonight, but he does. I don't know what your needs are. I don't know what place you're in in life, what disappointments you've had, what joys or anything you have, but he does. In the long run, the answers aren't as important as the relationship. We can open up the Bible and we can declare scriptures to you and we can seek the face of the Lord together. But the best revelation you'll ever have is when you realize that he's right there. When you realize that he's in your home, he's in your workplace, he's in your car, and that he's listening, and that he's talking you and he has a word for you tonight that isn't for me it's for you he has a blessing in store for you that he's planning for you it's not for me or anybody else it's just for you he has a victory for you and he has a place he wants to take you 
in his presence. And the only cost is faith and obedience. Believing him enough to be obedient to what he tells you to do and the words that he gives you. You know, Chris said something to me tonight. Or it wasn't tonight, it was earlier today. Um, we talked early this morning and <laughs> it, it was funny because I was telling him about cleaning my house and he said that the Lord had told him or that him and Tracy had been going through their house and getting rid of anything that they didn't think would honor God. And, you know, we could talk about legalism and I could give you my opinion, which may not always be um, Chris's opinion or Paul's opinion. And my opinion is, as far as things like music go and movies go, you know what, whatever you feel comfortable with and whatever will not draw your heart and your mind away from God, then it's open game. Whatever you can feel comfortable doing, knowing that he's right there with you, then do whatever you want knowing that he's right there with you and that you're doing nothing on your own, but you're doing everything in the presence of the Holy Spirit, then you can do whatever you want as long as it's okay with you and it's going to be okay with him. And, you know, Chris said that he'd been going through his house, getting rid of things that wouldn't honor the Lord. And the Lord said to him, and the Lord was, I mean, I guess Chris was questioning it. And the Lord said to Chris that it's not legalism sometimes, but it's love. If you love me, you obey my commands, is what the scripture says. Do you have to do everything the Lord says? No. Do you have to follow every leading? No, not at all. But the real question is, what's on the other side of your obedience to the Lord? And I don't know who I'm talking to, if anybody, maybe it's just myself, but what is actually on the other side of your obedience to what the Lord tells you to do? The Bible says that he leads us beside the still waters. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He said, I know the thoughts I have for you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So I would assume that if he's leading you somewhere, that it's because he has something in mind for you. As the scripture says, I has not seen nor entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. And so what's on the other side of your obedience except for something better than where you're at now? Maybe the Lord is causing you to move into a better job or maybe he's causing you to move into a different area of ministry or who knows what it is who knows what's in your heart and your desire and what you're really wanting the Lord to do for you the Bible says he gives us the desires of our hearts so the question really becomes what's your desire 
And what do you want out of the Lord? And I guess that's a question we all could ask ourselves pretty much any night of the week. What is it you really want out of the Lord tonight? He said, whatever things you you pray, believing you'll have those things. And he said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. But he said to pray with faith and not doubting. But the question is, what do you want from the Lord? Do you, you know, Jesus walked up to the blind, to the um, man who was um, paralyzed at the pull of the seat, and he looked at him and he said, do you want to be made well? And there was the blind man who walked up to Jesus. And I love this story. Blind man walks up to Jesus. Two blind men. And Jesus looked at him and he said, and he's like, what do you want? And they're like, that we could see. What do you want tonight from the Lord? Do you want a healing? Do you want a financial breakthrough? And how many of you out there could say, I just want you? Like David said, you've become my exceeding great reward. How's that for a desire? To be able to tell the Lord. Because I know that you're going to provide for every need I have. I just want you. I just want to be in your presence. Just want to dwell where you're at. Just want to hear your voice. Just want to see your face. Just want to really know that you're there. All I want is you. Because nothing else matters. Because nothing else will ever matter. Because you're the reason for this very life we have, God. Because our very breath is because you put it in us. Our very life is because you granted it. Our eternal life is because your grace delivered it. And so there's nothing we need besides you. Except for maybe for you to help us be obedient (laughs) to what it is you tell us to do at times. Father, we desire to know you tonight, Lord. Despite anything else, despite any circumstance or any issue, it doesn't matter. Father, we just want to know you tonight. Father, we want to know you like you know us. We want to hear your voice for ourselves, Lord, for those around us, Lord. Father, that you would give us discernment and direction. Give us an obedient heart to you, to obey your words. You said, 
if we love you, we'll keep your commands. And we know that your commands aren't burdensome. And we know they're not just restricted to a couple words that you've written. But we know that obedience comes by living our lives, following you in your direction, and the leading of your Holy Spirit. So make us an obedient people tonight, Lord. And in the process of us following you, Lord, reveal to us who we really are, what your word really declares when it says that we're seated in heavenly places in Christ. All the authority that the scripture declares that we have on this earth as representatives of the kingdom, Father, as your very children, Lord, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, as it says. Father, reveal to our hearts, Lord, what it really means to be children of God, to be called out of this world, delivered from the power of dark darkness and conveyed into the kingdom of the Son of your love. Reveal to us what it means to be a royal priesthood, a chosen nation, Lord. Our call in number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, give us a call. We're going to take a quick break and do some worship, and we will be right back.
to Prayer International Radio. I guess those of you who've been listening, you already know where you're at. So, um, so we're not really preaching much of a message tonight, but we're more just like talking and um, seeking the voice of the Lord together. Um, you know, we were talking about um, the Lord building us up and our lives and walking with Him. You know, I've been doing this for a very, very, very long time. I used to tell people a long time ago that I didn't choose this. And it's partly true and it's partly not. And when I say choose this, I mean, I didn't grow up and then all of a sudden one day find the Lord. But when I was really, really young, far too young to understand anything about life or anything about the world or even really know what sin was, he showed up. And from that minute, nothing was ever the same. And so in some ways, I've always known the Lord. Not always intimately, but I've always known him. And so, at times I can say that I didn't choose this, but he chose me, which is exactly what the scripture says. For what reason? (laughs) That's an interesting one, because we could talk about ministries and prophecies and prophetic giftings and words that the Lord gives us, but in the long run, it's not even about that. But I'm assuming what's true in my life is same the same is true in your life is that the Lord chose us because He desired us because He saw something in us when He inscribed our names on the palm of His hand. There was nothing but love. Him declaring, he's mine, or she's mine. I will never leave them. I will never forsake them. Throughout all eternity, they're mine. The delight of my heart, because they've delighted themselves in me. And I approach ministry maybe somewhat differently because I see men and women of God throughout history who've made it the desire of their heart just to know him, just to seek his face. And it didn't matter how many hours it took how many hours they spent praying or interceding or just on their knees before the Father, meditating on the Scriptures, listening to His voice, because no price was too great to know Him. No price was too great to know Him. 
Because what do we really have to give anybody if it's not him? If we go out into this world, they don't need more money and they don't need more lectures and they don't need a better message. They need Jesus. Because a message in itself has no light. And our finances don't have any light. But he does. Because the Bible says he's the light he's the one who gives light to the to all men coming into this world. And if we don't have him we have nothing to share of any intrinsic value. Because it's all because of him. All those signs and all the wonders are just an outpouring and a manifestation of the relationship that we have with him. It's a um it's like a consequence and effect. You trust the Lord and the signs and wonders will just follow you. The Bible said these signs will follow those who believe. So it's not about the signs and the wonders, it's about the belief. It's about walking with him and trusting him to do everything he said he was going to do, but you're not looking at those signs, you're looking at him at all times. And I think far too often we get our eyes off of him and we get our eyes onto everything else. And we get so preoccupied and so caught up that either we don't have enough people listening or not enough signs or wonders are happening and we don't keep our eyes focused on him that we hear what he's really saying. So we don't always really know what it is he's wanting to do or whose heart he's really wanting to change or whose life he's wanting to touch that night. I can tell you the times I pray for people. I didn't really know how he was going to heal the people or anything. It didn't matter. Because it's not my job to know. It's my job to be obedient. Because I do what he says. Because I love him. And then everything else happens because he's faithful to his own word. I think that the body of Christ, the church itself, would see a dramatic, drastic change if people took their eyes off the ministry per se, and put their eyes just on him. I know we all, there has to be ministries out there and we're all in one. But what I mean is if people weren't looking for the bigger crowds and if all they cared about was going out there and finding the lost, going out there and finding those people who need him, the ones who are in prisons, the ones who are brokenhearted, the ones who need deliverance, the ones who need peace, the ones who need hope. And if we put our eyes on him, 
then we would have the compassion he had, which would direct us to those people out there. There's more than once the Bible said Jesus was moved with compassion when he saw the multitude. And in the same way, we should be moved with the same compassion. It shouldn't be an obligation, but it should be the very desire of our heart to do something because it's his desire, because it becomes our desire. I don't think you have to try to be like Christ or try to put on some show to make it appear that you're walking a specific way. I think if you're seeking his face, you know, we don't even have to say seeking his face. I think if we're just talking to him, just having a regular relationship with him, just learning what his word says and what it, and then believing that it's true, then there's no reason you can't go out and start just praying for people because you realize all of a sudden that he wants you to pray for someone. Why? Because he wants to use you. Because you're there. If you want to know why, it's because you're there, there, there. You know him. They may not. And there's your opportunity to change someone's life, to change everything about them. Because you know the power of God. I think the body of Christ, and this is one of those things that may offend someone, but I think nowadays the body of Christ has become somewhat of a joke in the world. I think it's too much about the body of Christ and not much about Jesus. Because it should all be about him. Because there's not a church out there that can save you. There's not a church out there that can deliver you. There's not a church out there that can save you from your sins. Only Jesus can. No message that you ever listen to will change your life. But it's the Holy Spirit revealing Jesus to you that will. He may use a message, or he may use a church, or he may use a person. But in the end, without him, everything else has no meaning and no power. Because it's all about him. Anyway, this is Prayer International Radio. We need to take a quick break so I can check some phone lines. Our call-in number 619 638-8458 We'll be right back
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call in number is 619-638-8458. We only have about nine minutes left of the broadcast. Um, I had a couple people who were calling in. And so um, I'm going to throw out a couple of prayer requests for all of you out there, um, all those people who listen to the broadcast. Um, number one, um, our good friend Papa Moses is going to be preaching tomorrow and then going back home to Cameroon, Africa. So, prayer requests um, for the Lord to completely provide for every one of his needs on the way back. Uh, prayer request number two for Chris and Tracy for financial miracles right now. Um, there's a lot of behind the scenes struggling that they are doing um, as always trusting the Lord knowing that the Lord will always provide for every one of their needs um, but like I saw someone said in the chat room um, a lot of times the Lord will provide for a need and it will always come right at the last minute and it's never that the Lord is late because he's always on time and so he definitely needs prayer um, the same for Paul and Olivia Actually for any of us um, I would ask that you would keep all of us Constantly in your prayer We constantly need intercession To do the work of the Lord um, To be faithful And for us to be obedient To what the Lord wants us to do Because we always want to make sure We're pleasing Him We're always wanting to make sure that everything we do will glorify the name of Jesus. Um, in the long run, it's not about me or Chris or Paul or anything. It's all about him and his plans and his purpose, and it's his kingdom. And so all of you keep, in, um, keep us in prayer for all those things. Um, at the same time, um, I was talking to Papa Moses, who... A little while ago, our friend from Cameroon, Africa, and you know something he mentioned, um, which is true, is that um, if any of you listening out there um, have gotten a breakthrough or received a healing, or the Lord has done some miracle in your life, um, please call in um, so you can tell everybody, because it's important. You know, the Bible says we that we overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, and not loving our lives unto death. Our entire salvation, our life, everything in it is because of the blood of the Lamb. But the word of our testimony is so important. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And you can tell a man by the words that come out of his mouth. And when the Lord has done something spectacular in your life, or in his proveness, so faithful, and caused a miracle to happen in your life, a deliverance, a breakthrough, you need to proclaim it, um, shout it on the rooftops, because the enemy will try to come in and steal your joy. The enemy will try to come in and um, persuade you and try to convince you that nothing happened or that it's not real. And so you need to be vigilant and bold to proclaim what the Lord has done in your life, because that's where your victory, the key to holding on to your victory lies in your willingness to proclaim what the Lord has done in your life. Because 
when you proclaim what the Lord has done in your life, then it becomes part of your identity. And it becomes a characteristic of who you are. It becomes a testimony. It becomes a living um, representation, a living memorial to the faithfulness of God in your life. And the Old Testament, you'll find many times when the Lord performed um, something or the Lord showed up and did something with someone, they would always make memorials to the Lord. And in the same way, we need to make memorials to the Lord and proclaim to the nations, proclaim to the world what the Lord has done in our life to show how he's been faithful. Because not only will it help you hold on to the miracle, hold on to the breakthrough, but at the same time, it will encourage and uplift others um, that the Lord can do the same thing in their lives, um, that the Lord is faithful. The Bible says iron sharpens iron, and we continually need to be reminded of the goodness of God in our lives. We continually need to be exposing ourselves to the works that God is doing around us, continually need to be seeking his face. So, um, keep us in your prayers. If any of you have any prayer requests, if any of you um, need anything, any prayer for anything, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com, and we try as much as possible to um, answer the prayers um, pretty quickly. Um, I would just say this next part, just because um, Chris isn't on the air and Paul's not on the air, so I can pretty much say whatever I want. Um but all of you pray, and if anybody feels um, led um, by the Lord, because I, I would personally always, always, always say that never do anything unless you are either being obedient to the Lord or the Lord has led you to do something. And so praying if the Lord um, leads you to um, pledge um, give anything to this ministry, or even more importantly, not for the ministry, but for Chris and his wife, Tracy, in general, than the obedience of the Lord. Um, you know, and not even to hear. Um, if the Lord lays it on your heart to give money anywhere, um, you know, the Bible says freely, you receive freely given. Every All the finances we have, every provision we have is from the Lord. And you can't outgive God. You can't outbless God. Um, you can never be a bigger giver than the Lord is. And, you know, there's tons of scriptures about giving. So wherever it is, whether it's a church down the road or it's some ministry you see on TV or wherever, just a person you see in the shopping mall, if the Lord lays it on your heart to bless someone, then do it. Um, be a cheerful giver, and you'll see the Lord abundantly multiply the blessings in your life. I've seen it happen so many times. I've lived it in my life, um, never lacking, never having a need, because I have strived to be obedient and giving and being a cheerful giver, um, letting things pass, things that come in freely pass out. The same thing is with Scripture and with, um, with I mean, everything from the Lord. Everything we have belongs to Him. None of it's ours. Not the ministry, not the radio station, not the broadcast, not our houses, not our cars. None of it's ours. It all belongs to him. And we're stewards of it. And we're stewards of the words of truth. And we're stewards of the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so anything you have is free game for the Lord to ask you to give to someone else and to be a blessing to someone else. 
and so constantly be obedient to the Lord, constantly be listening to his voice to see where he can use you to bless someone else's life. So um, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, as always. Um, continually keep that nation in prayer, especially in these last times. And that being said, um, we'll be back on tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. So, uh, prayerinternational at gmail.com. You can visit us on our website at prayerinternational.org. And I hope you had a good last two-hour broadcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow night. Finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay The last thing I need is to be heard But to hear what you would say Finding my